You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 3, Episode 5, Fredless. While a strange insectile demon stalks the crew, Fred inexplicably flees after learning that her parents are coming for a visit. I'm Robin. I'm Stephanie. This is Kimberly. I'm Illyrio. And hi, I'm Nick Jess. Yay! <laughs> the artist formerly known well, as Nutty. Um, <laughs> still known, still known. Good. Even if Facebook is going to be a jerk about it. But I thought, weren't they going to give you like a unicorn in exchange for ruining your identity? <laughs> I wish. I'm waiting for the unicorn to show up. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Your shell to be with us today. He's gonna ride the Millennium Falcon, is what he's gonna do. (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, how is everybody's Christmas? Yay! Or uh, Christmas? It'll be New Year's because I I haven't edited and posted the previous one. Oh, yay! (laughs) Because I've been sleeping in and playing video games with my children. Oh, that's wonderful. And then saying. (laughs) Get out of the way. Sit down. I can't see through you. <laughs> Heat! <laughs> down! <laughs> well, my child has decided to become a uh, movie buff. Mm. Like, I think it like it, it happens at 17 mm. for most people. So yeah. we've watched uh, The Godfather. And it's been great. That's awesome. I'm catching up on uh, all the Netflix shows I didn't have time to mainline. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing, I'm doing some lovely uh, Daredevil catch up. Nice. What do you think of it? I watched the. I finished the series yesterday. I am. A, I am an episode. I'm in the one after Stick. I forgot uh, the number okay. of it. Okay. Yep. Uh, I th- it's 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 the it's the Wilson Fisk centric episode <laughs> to use lost <laughs> terminology. Nice. I like and, that one. Um, boy, um, I I love everything about this show. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan right now. Big, big fan. Mm-hmm. Big, 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 big fan. I wish there was a podcast about it. Oh, actually, there is. It's called the Defenders Podcast. You can what? Defenderspod.com. Defenders what? <laughs> dot what? Defenderspod.com. If you like the intro cast format of uh, of this show, but with a, a, a more steadier pace. Uh, <laughs> oh, shots fired. Take out Defenders Podcast, where we do the uh, – Claire watches the, the whole series when it comes out on Netflix. And then uh, 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 Matt, Mel, and myself have to wait it out week to week and try not to get spoiled. It's fun. It's the best. Yeah, and the only thing better than uh, Daredevil is Jessica Jones. True. I can't wait now, to yeah. start that. It's so good. Oh, it's so disturbing. Oh, sick. <laughs> sick. I keep seeing this ad for it on uh, on YouTube because I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos of grown men playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, right. and the ads are really like directed at me, I guess. And mm. it was Jessica Jones talking on the phone saying, uh, should I put day drinking on my resume under work experience <laughs> or other interests? It's and, just in uh, the episode we just watched. Yeah, we just covered that one. Oh, good. I'm glad it's not a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All righty. Let's talk about the, the, let's talk about the episode. Yeah. 
Oh, you don't want to watch, you don't want to talk about Star Wars? We, you know, the This isn't a Star Wars podcast. Previous episode was all about not getting spoiled on Star hold Wars. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're in a uh, we're in a post awakened world. <laughs> Did I you get spoiled you the darkness. at all? I will show you the darkness. <laughs> Can we talk about it yet? I will show you the darkness. <laughs> what? I don't think we should just to, I don't know. Did well, you get we're broadcasting live? I did yeah. not get spoiled on a single thing, and I sat through uh, uh, fourteen and a half hours of other movies before watching The Force Awakens. <laughs> and because we were going to start a little and, bit and later than scheduled, I was worried that on my last bathroom break, someone was going to spoil me because <laughs> people were finally showing up at the theater. Because uh-huh. like we basically had the theater to ourselves for like twelve hours, you know, and then people started trickling in to watch whatever. Uh-huh. And no, was it I, not I thought a, it was great. They, did you fall asleep? Like, how did you not yeah. doze off? How did I not doze off? I started kind of. Um, there were two moments where I started kind of dozing off. It was um, the 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 blue milk uh, discussion scene um, in the New Hope, and mm-hmm. a little tiny bit at the beginning of Empire. But um, I had um, I had because there's a Tim Hortons in the theater. <laughs> I didn't have to go far to get a coffee, and so I made sure I drank um, some coffee right before Return of the Jedi. Also, I took, like, repeated walking and uh, stretching and uh, bathroom breaks. Um, I skipped the whole 20-minute long uh, lightsaber scene in Revenge of the Sith to go get lunch in the food court. <laughs> I went and got the some shawarma. you waiting six movies for? I, you know, I went and got some shawarma Girl. at the food court and did some walking, and... It was the best. Like uh, they gave us these. Hold on. Ah. They gave us these passes on lanyards, right? Which oh, are like me. super cool. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, Kim, I think you you were covering the one in Toronto, right? Yeah. Yeah. People were. Pretty into it. <laughs> yeah, um, I was happy that well, I was able to shit all over the prequels in a theater full of people. I I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't badmouth it throughout, but I that the be- at least on th- two or three occasions, I I definitely spoke my mind, spoke my piece, and that scene, what, like out loud in the theater, or just yeah, to, like the cameras, out loud, no, out loud in the theater. Uh, you're, so like, you're sitting there. My piece of ice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the scene where Padme is packing a suitcase. You yeah. know the very pivotal uh, uh, setting of someone packing a suitcase while having a conversation with Anakin, and he's and he's being all like sexual predator creepy. <laughs> um, we all the entire theater, the entire theater was cracking up at how awful that was, and 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 I let out a. This is our protagonist. And a bunch of people knew exactly what I was referencing. I was not the only nice. person who was aware of the Plinket uh, videos. And it was it was lovely. Um, and everybody uh, loved watching Star Wars and Empire and Return of the Jedi on the big screen. Like, I had never watched so awesome. a, a, um, The Empire Strikes Back on a big screen. Oh, it's great. And it, it's great. it was so awesome to do that. Um, yeah. So, And then when the movie finally started, the new one, um, this weird, strange feeling uh, kind of settled over me, which is I'm about to watch Star Wars. I don't know. <laughs> and then when it turned out to not be shit in the first five minutes, when it wasn't shit, I knew already I was mm-hmm. going to love it. And then when it turned out to be really, really, really up my alley, uh, I personally thought it was great. It's 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 my new favorite Star Wars. 
um, or excuse me, Star War. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, th- there were so many parts of it that I thought were just perfect. And then I took my son two days later to watch it in IMAX. Nice. 60 foot tall screen watching this movie was fantastic. So I loved every, I, I, I adore it. I love it. I can't wait for Netflix Canada to have it exclusively. I'm going to IMAX 3D next Monday nice. to go see it. Yay. I'm so excited. I, I'm waiting. I've just waited till the crowds kind of died down a little bit. And uh, So you haven't seen luck. it at all yet, Robin? Oh, no, no. I saw it in just like regular 2D. Uh, oh, okay. Squished in between a bunch of people, you know. Um, I, there, I'll only say just one thing. Just basically uh, that the, the theaters, even in Vermont, were crowded. I, we don't usually have that many people here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but there were Did someone just came mistakenly the tell them Bernie Sanders was going to be there. Like, why, why would <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, you will not know pa- power more than walking out of a Star Wars premiere and seeing all these people waiting expectantly. And I yeah. could just be like, uh, spoiler, 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 and just keep walking and have a bunch of people be like, asshole. And then, then the next day on CNN, <laughs> uh, Vermont man beaten to death inside a theater. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't go for the opening weekend because I didn't want to deal with the crowds. Mm-hmm. But even the Tuesday morning following, yeah. I went to a theater in Barrie and it was sold out the first two shows. Yeah. 11.20 2D uh, uh, airing sold out. We ended up getting into one of the 3D ones, but I was completely surprised that it was mm-hmm. still going to be sold out. And there was still mm-hmm. quite a line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah will, a lot of this, people went Christmas. Yeah. This will yeah. be the first... I think movie to hit a billion domestic gross. Mm. Well, I, yeah. I I hate the way that they report it because they report it on like how much money it was ma- made. I'd rather them tell me ticket sales because then I could really like ticket numbers mm-hmm. really compare it. But I wouldn't be surprised if this blew out of the water any. Yeah, because some numbers. places you the the tickets are like. Forty dollars, mm-hmm. and yeah. some places the tickets are like maybe eleven dollars, yeah. depending yeah. on which one you go see. And if you're in three D or two D yeah. daytime evening, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, ticket sales, nothing's gonna be gone with the wind. Because I think just on a ticket sales basis, that's still the yeah. the biggest movie ever. But it was in theaters for like two years, right? Yeah, like people wow. forget. <laughs> you know, now it's like wham bam. Thank you, JJ. Yeah, and uh, just like already... Star Wars, just like A New Hope. Yeah. When I was four, and we saw it like seven times mm-hmm. that summer because whatever you know, it was like one movie for the entire summer. Yeah. Where now you get one weekend, exactly. and then mm-hmm. you're forgotten. Yeah. I've already pre-ordered the Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's so funny. You know, I, I honestly think one of the most um, important stats I've read is how popular it's been in IMAX. Mm. And uh, and I'll be honest, it, it, it was so much more beautiful and amazing in IMAX compared to the other um, showing that I saw, the first showing I saw. I'm still trying to organize the rest of the family to go see it soon. Well, hopefully we'll be able to go see it uh, later this week or this weekend. But um, I, I'm right now. I'm not booked for any contracts next week. I might go watch at least two more times <laughs> while the kids are at school. So yeah, uh, I'm a well, big fan. I saw it opening, you know, the Thursday night, and then I saw it Friday night. So I'm good. For a while, <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> All right. 
right. Well, t- can I take you guys back to a time of uncertainty when uh, all there was new of Star Wars in the world was Phantom Menace? Uh, <laughs> um, um, yippee! <laughs> I believe that was yeah. Uh, <laughs> October twenty second, two thousand one. Of course, something else really terrible happened a month before as well. Uh, so, but here we are with uh, Fred's parents coming to town. Uh, <laughs> we have a, a, a parent visit uh, uh, episode of Angel, <laughs> which uh, UGO Networks, uh, a TV review website, called this episode the season's low point because it mines the dreaded parental visit plotline. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, I, I think the only thing I can equate it to these days is uh, Arrow. Every once in a while, uh, Felicity's mom's got to show up, and it's all sorts of hijinks with Felicity's mom. Uh, it, it's just uh, yeah, but, but think... when uh, who's when um... Tara's parents family came? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I was trying to say uh, <sighs> when somebody's mother shows up and it's River Song, it's uh, Alex <laughs> Kingston. Yes, you know that's okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, see, these days when a show features parents, it, it's stunt casting. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, some actor who's, you know, beyond their prime or whatever. <laughs> Alex Kingston is not beyond her prime. Well, I'm talking about like a modern family when they'll have. Uh, Oh, Fred Willard. <laughs> Fred Willard or somebody like that. Fred Willard is always appropriate. Just yes. So. <laughs> um, and he's always at his prime when visiting uh, uh, smutty theaters as well. Uh, <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> well, now uh, smutty theaters. I didn't okay. know. I didn't know you knew them so well. <laughs> oh yeah. No oh, my. Oh, we go together. Oh my. Uh, <laughs> This episode was written by Mare Smith, who I think I told you like two years ago kind of came on uh, this show as kind of a, a fan of the show and was hired on as like a story editor, but then started getting her own episodes like Untouched, uh, Redefinition, Blood Money, and Over the Rainbow. And she has a blog, and in, in the blog it does say that she's a recovered Southerner, so that might be the reason why she was uh, That's awfully the- patronizing sounding. <laughs> What do you think, Steph? Uh, it doesn't bother me. I'm okay with it. All right. <laughs> Maybe that's why they, they trusted her with capturing the uh, the Burkles. Uh, the the Burkles. Did I do that? Is. No, wait. It just sounds, <laughs> just sounds like Burkle. Oh, gosh. Um, that Okay, Fred's dad. Remind me what he's been in. Oh, yes, everything, right? Everything, yeah. yeah. Who is he? Uh, Tell me all about him, Robin. His name is, is Gary Grubbs. Grubby. Um, and I wrote down he is in everything. Uh, but, of course, all I can really single out is his X-Files credits, which was the sheriff <laughs> episode Our Town. And yeah. one of my favorite lines from Fight the Future, where he plays Fire Captain Cools, it's, uh-huh. what about my man? What about <laughs> my man? Oh, just memorable <laughs> stuff. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was also in JFK. Okay. Which, uh, I think that's a little bit of a bigger credit, don't you, guys? <laughs> what, is that an Oliver Stone movie? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
Is there a um, monologue in it? Likely. Yeah. <laughs> he has 168 credits. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. He's in everything. Awesome. Jennifer Griffin plays Trish. Her last big movie was Boyhood. Um, she was also. Do you know uh, that took 12 years to make? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> um, she was recently on The Leftovers, Into the Badlands, Salem, Banshee, and uh, she actually was in the pilot of Six Feet Under playing oh. a crying Sicilian woman. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> That's wow, she really needs to color her hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of hair, oh my god, Kim! Yeah. I've got hair trivia! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I found this little uh, blurb on, on a blog. It said, um, when Felicity's second season ratings dip happened to coincide with Carrie Russell having gotten a haircut in the off season, mm-hmm. which is in the year 2000, the WB blamed the drop in ratings on the haircut and yes. had writers inserted into the contracts of several of their show's actresses, including both Sarah Michelle Gellar and um, Charisma Carpenter about the network determining their hairstyles. Mm-hmm. So, uh, from season one of Angel and season four of Buffy, um, these actresses' hairstyles were determined and pre approved by the network. Yep. Wow. That's not. <laughs> wow. So, didn't ev- didn't, didn't everybody know that, or is that. <laughs> That's news. Well, I didn't know. That, I didn't know about the whole like. Uh, oh yeah, every the WB character had it written into their yeah. contracts. They had to be approved. I vaguely remember somebody from Seventh Heaven getting fired for cutting her hair. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so if you're upset about Alexis Stanislav's uh, hair, I just said no. It was uh, approved by the WB. Okay, so. come on. They don't care about the men's hair. Let's be they honest. They really here. don't. Mm-mm. Can we admit to the yeah. sexism, at least in Hollywood, people? Maybe Angel's hair. Yeah, they might care about Angel's I mean, hair. Maybe because I mean, like she's a vampire it. and it's not supposed to change. Yeah. She's like a skinhead vampire, kind of throws off the look of the show a little bit. Can we get to the best part of the episode, which is the beginning? Okay. Okay. So, so we're organizing the. <laughs> And uh, they're trying to figure out who's in charge, you know, why, why are we organizing this cabinet to make Angel happy? And then um, Fred says something about is Angel, because Angel has gone off to see uh, Buffy. Yeah, or the girl. we found out at the end of last time that she's alive. Yes. And it's funny because this show can't even say her name. <laughs> um, That's <laughs> true, huh? They did, though. They did during the what? The- yeah, they did because yeah. Fred heard it and she makes fun of Buffy's name. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then Wesley's like, during the the role playing, he he, yeah. says, he says Buffy. So uh, yeah, go ahead, Lario. Which one is uh, the best role play ever? I I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't believe how perfect that was. Yeah, I'm not going to steal any quotes. It's very creative. But- Oh way my of God! Delivering the exposition, we have to remind the the audience mm-hmm. the relationship, and that mm. was it was just brilliant. Timeless, timeless relationship. <laughs> Much better, Buffy. Yeah, I recently reconsidered that. Man, what a what what a what a what a creep! <laughs> oh, creeping on a sixteen year old. Oh, well, you know they're. 
they're I know he was written like to be so much like... younger in spirit, whatever, but blah de blah. Gross. Yeah. Moving on. There's not many two hundred year old women walking around. Like, hey, I'm Angel. So and have them not like turn on them and go, Angelus. <laughs> so Fred built a machine. <laughs> yes, it's uh, is that a, uh... is that Chekhov's invention? <laughs> Chekhov's yeah. toaster. Possibly? I think that was Chekhov's toaster. Is what that was. <laughs> Also, the funny thing about this scene is that Angel actually catches them play acting, which is I know. Oh, so good. <laughs> it was perfect. It really was. And uh, Cordy wants the gossip, but Fred's like, oh, I don't care about the gossip. <laughs> Cordy's like, shut up, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so um, it goes on to the sewers. They're getting ice cream together, oh, walking man. in the sewers. Ice cream. Yeah, because Fred still has uh, a... She's got a crush on Angel. Big time. Yeah. Um, has anyone here been in an actual sewer? They're not that clean or, or bright. Um, because uh, no. they're not. Are they? They're, they're not like c- cathedrals, right? <laughs> yeah. And they're not. They're not. Uh, they don't have lighting. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's 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 pretty something else, man. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> All these, all these dry, uh, lit, ventilated sewers are quite uh, ridiculous. But I think it's supposed to go to the idea that you know there's this whole network of sewers that the mundanes don't know about, oh. and that's mm-hmm. part of the world building of Angel. That's how the, he gets around during the day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Otherwise, yes. like everybody would say, "Oh, that angel guy's here." How do you know? Because I can smell him. <laughs> That's not a creepy vampire thing. He just smells. And I just, you know, I wrote this down because I was thinking about how this is the parent parental visit episode, and maybe you guys weren't thinking this when you were first watching it. But you know, we've got Fred and Pigtails, and she's acting like super young. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was trying to like, how old was she when she went? When she was taken, or 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 not taken, but transported into the parallel universe, was she like sixteen? Because she acts like she's like twelve. Uh, no, she was a uh, college adult. Right? Yeah. She was a grown ass adult. Then why is she acting like she was like twelve? Like that's what I think. I think it's like they're preparing us for the parent visit, so they want yeah. us to see her as this lost little girl. You know. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I, I'm, I I have to say that it you know after this you know it might not be so much like that all God, the time. It was I think just it was just so this, terrible. Leaning on it really hard for this episode. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I'd rather they portray it. her as nutty. Sorry, I mean kind of. What? <laughs> I would love for her to be portrayed as me as well. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, I, I like the awkward, kind of frazzled, kind of shell-shocked PTSD yeah. aspects mm-hmm. of her personality a lot more than oh, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I like ice cream. Kind of ice cream is so good! Okay, thanks! Bye! Oh, <laughs> and, uh, yes, Angel uh, stumbles upon the lair of the uh, the Dursleys. <laughs> keeping Harry Potter down there, apparently. The Dursler, right? Dursler. Something like know. that, I don't know. 
So back to inventory, we find out that Wesley uh, possibly murdered a poodle when he was uh, in his room. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. That doesn't surprise me. He thought it was a rogue demon. <laughs> a very small <laughs> rodentias. <laughs> and Cordy uh, has a vision, um, but not really. She just tripped over the toaster. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm excited about it. I'm just going through this chronologically. I'm sorry, guys. It's all good. <laughs> all good. Uh, but we, yeah, uh, Roger and Trish show up. We get this kind of missing person mix up. Like, uh, yeah. I'm looking for a missing person. Actually, <laughs> we are detectives. <laughs> we can solve your problem. Oh wait, <laughs> um, you are our problem. Yeah. <laughs> and so the beginning of this, uh, this whole like, uh, she's uh, she's working in entertainment, and uh, she was depressed, but now she's here, and she's uh, you know she's not around. There's, there's uh, angels here, and he's a. Uh, He's, uh, works in monster movies. Look at that movie prop that he's... <laughs> yeah. Because the Dursler is now headless. I, yeah, I immediately suspected that these were not Fred's parents and that they yeah. were, in fact, demons or something. Right. I thought they would be demons, too. Or that they were somehow from Pylea and they wanted to get her back there and they transdimensionally were going to cross-kidnap her or something. I don't know exactly what the details were, but I, I mm-hmm. was convinced that these weren't... Her parents, and a little later on, I thought I was right because it sounded to me like when 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 they found her in the bus station, it sounded to me like she was about to say, "You can't be because you're dead." I, I thought that that's where it was going, but uh, no, it, it was it was much more interesting than that. <laughs> I I found it very strange because if she saw her parents for the first time after five years, and her first instinct was to run the other direction, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, something's not right here. Like, why would she run away? Like, what did they she, do to her? Yeah. Well, the thing, I really like the explanation, which was uh, seeing yeah. her parents kind of brought her back to reality and had her kind of, the, the whole being in denial mm-hmm. <laughs> over all this crazy stuff happening uh, was mm-hmm. now impossible. Yeah. yeah. I When I first watched this, I thought it was going to be like a whole repeat of Tara's thing. Um, and I didn't exactly. get her explanation it it didn't make sense to me but having lived and seen things and and seeing people who have been through traumatic events her explanation is really believable very much so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i'm glad you referenced that uh no just because like uh that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this is family part two. Is there, they're, they're at least maybe they're even depending that we've seen family. And that was in the previous season of Buffy and huh. like, Oh, these parents can't be, can, can't, can't, you know, you can't trust these parents because, you know, remember Tara's family, you know, that kind of thing. And then for a little bit, I thought they were going to call like, um, a psychiatric team on her. Yeah. Uh, should we call them yet? And like, Oh, this is, is this a Wolferman heart play? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and they get to see her crazy room oh yeah yeah, yeah. so uh yeah we have the gang kind of talking about whether or not the trusted burkles and we get this whole big fat hero thing which is pretty funny <laughs> 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 and then this the thing is like what do we know about fred besides she likes tacos <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and uh, uh, 
uh, Illyrio, would uh, would Fred pass the Mister Plinkett uh, character review? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Can you describe this character without talking about what they do for a living or what they look like? Right. <laughs> yeah. So can yeah. you actually provide character traits? Mm. So yeah, uh, Fred um, is definitely someone who's ca- who has character traits. Okay, Fred is a fully uh, developed character, yet the other characters don't know her very well. Exactly. Right. Yes. yes. Which is totally believable because they're yeah. terrible people and have and just been letting end, her yeah. live alone in a room in a hotel for months without trying to get her professional help. Hmm. Yeah, am, oh I not, am, am I not right here? Am, am I wrong here? Oh, you're totally right, but they're but how all they dimension. explain that though? <laughs> how they oh, she was in another dimension for five years. If they can find a demon lounge lizard karaoke bar owner, I'm sure <laughs> there is a demon uh, 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 compatible reality true. compatible therapist somewhere. True, true, true. I mean, uh, what's his well, name? Went to therapy. Yeah. Well, wait, but didn't the therapist try to kill him? No, no, no. Uh, I'm talking about the guy who was murdered by the gang in the couple episodes ago. What's his name? Oh, yeah, him. Oh. I thought you meant Angel when he went for like the mentor vision no, quest thing out guru. in the cabin. Yeah, yeah, the guru. Oh, no, I, no, I'm talking about a licensed mental health professional. Yes. Well, you would think, okay, I'm a PI and I'm dealing with all this otherworldly stuff. I'm going to need a good therapist to refer people to after they've been through yeah. traumatic issues. There's this is LA. There are demons everywhere. You know there's a therapist that specializes in demon attacks. Yeah. They need a counselor Troy. No, no one needs <laughs> no, a counselor Troy. <laughs> no one needs a counselor Troy. No. No. They, they, uh, no. No. They only need a counselor Troy if you don't have a charisma carpenter. They already have the teenage boy demographic watching the show. Um so yeah, Angel uh, uh they they basically all realize that uh they need to go uh go where Fred probably would have gone to, which is to go see Lauren. Um but yeah. <laughs> they go to we the have library. This- they go. Do, oh, yeah, they right. go to the taco stand. <laughs> no, they never actually go to the taco stand. I totally would have swung by the taco stand. Yeah. Did get a couple fish tacos to go. Um, but we see that Caritas is still in ruins. Lauren is in his robe, whiskey, cigarette. He's he's in a bit of depression himself. He's not doing well, guys. I'm worried. Yep. And more evidence that they're terrible people because they don't care to yep. check up on Lauren. Nope. Mm. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> no, no, seriously, it's their fault. Yeah, I just I mean, I even just, if it, it wasn't their fault, they're supposed to be his friends, yeah. right? I love the whole like uh, you know, Fred first comes down there and she's like, something like awful happened, and he's like, oh, is that all? <laughs> and around. He has uh, run out of fucks to give. Yeah, <laughs> he interrupted him while he was watching Judge Judy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, I love that Lauren is a little irritated at Gun. Good. Well, yeah, he should I, be. Yeah, I love Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cordy's uh, quote about the fabric was uh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He looks like shit, guys. Yeah. Not yeah. Good. 
Yeah. You need a little something. So when, uh, okay, so when Fred went to go see Lauren and ask for advice, yes, um, anybody else really kind of upset that Lauren suggested that she run? No, well, he no, because she's running from her parents, and that's exactly what he did. Ah, I guess oh, that, you haven't run far enough. She said she hasn't run far enough. Yeah. yeah. So he's projecting some of his own crap on her. Well, it doesn't matter. Lauren's not the greatest friend either. (laughs) Well, I think he was not, I don't think he was giving her like misguided advice. I think it was kind of, you know, smudged through the lines because his advice, yeah, you haven't run far enough because of, well, because at the end she doesn't go back with them. So I think he kind of gave her the advice in a roundabout way. Well, no. If she had followed his advice without messing up, she would have been long gone. No, yeah, no, but I'm yeah, but I'm saying like, but that's what it ended up as. You know what I mean? Anyways, I don't know. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> his advice was well intentioned, yeah. and it was the best advice he could give. Because know. you don't I, go I and was... ask, how do I make it happy with my family when you've got a poor when to somebody who has a poor relationship with their family? Oh. Yeah, still doesn't make a good advice. <laughs> I'm just saying it, 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 it to Lauren. It's good advice. Like he wasn't intentionally misleading her. Well, yeah, no, I didn't think that he was yeah. being uh, surreptitious or. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to give her bad advice. I'm just saying his advice was terrible, right. and he's usually much better at this. Yeah, he's well, just cause... not in a good place to give good advice. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that too. That makes sense. Considering you just hey guys, Angel got scared by his cell phone. What? Yeah, Angel <laughs> got scared by his cell phone. I missed that. <laughs> he was uh, looking he was for the uh, Fred in the sewers. <laughs> that. <laughs> There's a lot of really funny parts during this episode. Some of it went a little bit bits. <laughs> crazy, but um, we find out that Trish drives a school bus. That might come in handy. Cordy mentions that she never <laughs> rode one of those. I um, thought that was funny. That was <laughs> I don't know if it's, it was has been explicitly laid out, but I mean, Trish does say like, "Why is a physicist working in a detective agency?" Yeah, yeah. So we know yep. that Fred is a physicist yeah but she was working as a librarian or she was just researching in the library well it was the university library right uh, yeah i thought she worked there I, i'm i'm, I'm I sure it's okay there. to retcon that it's fine uh yeah it's been a while since season two <laughs> well and um trish says that that fred loved the library at home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Fred just likes libraries. She just likes information. Just likes learning. Well, you know, if you're smart, you love the library. Yeah. Just like you wear glasses when you're thinking really hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to look smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at the very beginning when Fred says, uh, she asks for the time constantly. Yeah. She's like, uh, time feels like it's going slower when you observe it, which I think means you could travel at light speed if you're really constant and they cut her off and like her her yeah. her theory is really really interesting the the direction she's taking that theory is very awesome if you actually can if you could concentrate hard enough to observe time passing as slowly as possible 
you could in fact start traveling close to light speed. Uh, that is is kind of a uh, it's a fallacy based on like the reverse thought of the fact that if you're traveling close to light speed and you observe time passing outside where you are, it does look slower. So mm-hmm. it would mean that two equals two. But it's so funny and such kind of a thrown away. It's, it's so Douglas it, Adams. It, it's you so know? like a thrown away line, which is what yeah. I really loved. It was like, it's like, so, yeah. hey, that's really, really kind of. And then they just never mention it. They never talk about it. Just kind of a thrown away thing. And I thought that that was really great. I loved it. Combine that with an improbi- improbability drive and you're golden. Yes. As long <laughs> as you ask for some water with brown leaves. <laughs> Um, we we learn a bit about Lauren's anatomy in this episode too. What Forgot I think I missed that. that. Yeah. What, what? <laughs> where his heart is? His, his heart. heart. It's, in his, it's in his left butt cheek. Oh really? <laughs> oh, wow. in I have a heart. That's terrible. I like that Angel like understands that how irritated Lauren is and takes him aside and just kind of like plays it soft with him and he's just it's like is it Lauren Lauren cannot cannot uh, refuse when Angel's like, you know, playing it nice with him. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> really Lauren funny. is easily charmed by Angel. Yeah. yeah I've, I've had this Angel theory thinks. that Lauren has a little bit of a crush on Angel. <laughs> oh, yeah. I believe so. <laughs> and I love that Angel can actually tell that he's lying and that he knows yeah, something. That's so funny. And it's like, whoa, actual detective work going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... At the bus station, this homeless guy is really irritated because some chick is just sitting next to him babbling away. That was awesome, you guys. That was really great. That was really great. Oh. Um, and Fred freaks out when her parents arrive. We kind of talked about that. Just the fact that she's still suffering from this trauma. She's still not accepting what happened to her. And uh, if she sees her parents, it makes it all real. And, of course, as soon as somebody says, oh, you're safe now, Fred, <laughs> that's what draws giant praying mantises into the That was awesome. <laughs> um, and so, well, now, why why did it show up at the bus station? Was it because Fred had the jewels in her bag? Yes. Yeah, it was, okay. uh, it was on her shirt, right? The, yeah. Yeah. It was crystals. No, crystals. It, well, she, her, she didn't have it on her shirt yet. No? Oh, wait. No, she gets it on her shirt when the this guy attacks. I think it oh, was they tracking it on Angel, Angel, and they tracked Angel to oh. the bus station. Oh, and she was there at the original time as well. So they've, you know, okay, true. Got it. So, what did you guys think of the uh, these uh, bug monsters? <laughs> they were great. I thought they looked yeah. great. I thought that that I was done really, really, really well. I thought, did they work as substitute teachers? Mm. <laughs> uh, Robert Hall, the special effects guy for the show, uh, is brand new to the series in season three and was super excited to make giant bug creatures. Uh, as a matter of fact, when he just started designing the creature, Joss actually changed his mind. He's like, ah, I kind of want giant slugs now. But no. uh, Robert Robert talked him back down into doing bug monsters. <laughs> and he he did it just like, like he always imagined it, like just to make uh, – these guys and like God, like like they did with the with the, the Godzilla movies, you know, putting guys in giant suits and whatever. So they put these bug suits on these guys and kind of uh, 
took their legs out with uh, CGI. Hmm. Wait, that yeah. Me. <laughs> no, I thought it was great. I thought it worked really well. You could sort of, yeah, there was a part where you could tell, well, like they um, superimposed the legs out, just huh. the way that the, the yeah. top part of the body mm-hmm. was moving. It looked like you could see this is where the guy was actually walking up the stairs. And then <laughs> I didn't know. I thought it was really good effect. I thought it looked amazing. I thought they were puppets at first <laughs> until I read that trivia. Yeah. I thought they were just like little puppets yeah. that they were operating. I didn't, I wasn't hugely impressed with at least I, how they moved. They looked cool, but I like how they slowed down the frame rate whenever <laughs> they were on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was neat. I think that was more of a, a way to cover up how unrealistic it was. <laughs> it, it, really it looked great. Yeah. But but what do you want from sci-fi other than big bug creatures? I mean, come on. Yeah, no. mm-hmm. It just kind of reminded me how crazy the effect was for the with a giant snake that Buffy chases down. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. How unrealistic that looked. But this Robert Hall made a movie. It was like his first movie in 04, Lightning Bug. Oh, about, yeah? It, it, it's... It's about a boy who uh, tries – he lives in the south and like in a trailer with his grandma or something like that. And he escapes the south by uh, – like he loves uh, special effects and mm-hmm. uh, creatures. And so he teaches himself special effects mm-hmm. to uh, – huh. it's, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> like, like low budget – not very good, but it's interesting. The guy from uh, Reaper, Brett Harrison. Do you remember Reaper? Yep. I remember yeah. Star, that show, yeah. yeah. He's in it, and Laura Preppen is in it. Ugh. Oh, cool. Hot <laughs> Donna. Yeah, thing for bugs. Yeah, it's Hot Donna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Burkles got a quick rundown of what the Angel series is actually all about. Uh, you know, who's who. What's up with the angel? He's a vampire, blah, 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 blah. Um, and uh, they all fight the mantis together. And uh, Fred ends up defending Angel. Yeah. And then Roger ends up defending uh, Fred. And then Trish saves everybody with her bus skills, guys. <laughs> she knows how to drive a bus. Yeah. So. No, I and thought it was. There's a line that she yes. exclaims. Oh, what was it? Uh, I thought it was terrible. I thought it was like the most stereotypical, awful, insulting Southern thing. It was like, did I did it? Did I did it? <laughs> I, oh. I thought that was, did I hit it? Did I hit it? Really? I thought, did yeah. I hit it? Did oh, I hit interesting. It? All oh, right. I then I am the racist. Yep. Wow. <laughs> uh, I thought you, you were talking about the conversation she has with Cordelia in the next scene. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's talk about it go ahead okay so she's at, she's telling cordelia about how her husband loves all these alien movies and <laughs> loves aliens and watches them all well except the last one i think he fell asleep during it which is alien for resurrection which joss whedon wrote that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> and, and they changed that. everything yeah yep. he he makes fun of it as much as everybody else does um, he wrote it, then they had someone script doctor it, um, and that's what happened, which is really funny because he was the script doctor for Toy Story, mm-hmm. and we saw how great Toy Story was. So it's like, mm, maybe you right. shouldn't script doctor Joss's work. But 
It's the biggest <laughs> joke. Like everybody loves to make fun of how bad Aliens Four was, <laughs> including Joss. Illyrio, well, I don't think you said it actually on the podcast, but you said that this episode ends several times. So the yeah. after the bugs are yeah. killed, after the bugs <laughs> are killed, uh, that's uh, kind of the first ending. And then Fred decides to go back home with her parents. And then that's another ending. And then she has a dramatic realization. (laughs) Her parents have been renting out her room. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of felt a little bit sorry for her when she was putting together the pieces of the puzzle. And she's like, I don't belong here. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I mean, you can have two brains. Yeah. Two different uh, kind of brains. Yeah, just ask this, Zephod. This, she's the research brain. But like, oh, just her realization, she's like, I don't belong anywhere. Oh. Yeah. This yeah. next, uh, this this scene, though, like, I just love it. It's like, we've beat the bad guys. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Uh, and now we're just spending a little time with these characters. And I just, I just love it i think it is wesley and gun watching fred and uh-huh. and fred making these observances telling her parents all about team angel how mm-hmm. angel's the champion wesley's the brains guns the muscle cordy's the heart and he's like oh you guys are like superheroes i mean i just i i love how the, the writer is like we love these characters and she loves these characters that's why she's working on this show because she's uh-huh. and, and and you know just to write something nice, a nice interaction with all of them. Yeah, it was a nice bonding uh, scene now that everybody uh, knows the truth, that the, the truth yeah. is out. Yeah. And, and it's even, so nice to see that somebody's got good parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, in this universe, when do we meet good parents that genuinely care and have unconditional love? Oh. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, we hmm. the anti Hanks are the birds. Spike's mother, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not when she became a vampire. Before, no, 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 but that was an error. Come on, now, be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, as Spike said, his mother loved him. Mm-hmm. Joyce, you know. Hey, stop uh, it! Don't make me go there. I have that audio file <laughs> somewhere. I also love the the goofy parts of this scene too. You know, Gun thinking that the the head has actually been paper mache all this time. <laughs> that was <laughs> hilarious. Oh, oh and is this the part Your where first rodeo? Is this the part where Gun? It might have been earlier when calls the angel a, bl- a blood sucking fiend, and Angel starts to get offended, but yeah, yeah. Gun smiles and he's like, "Okay, well, we're over that whole yeah, thing." Yeah, yeah. I I also love when. Uh, Fred's all patched up, and Cordy goes, your turn, Angel. And he's like, oh, my turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was so super cute. So know. when that head starts bubbling, what are you guys thinking? Yeah. I, I'll tell you what I was thinking. I was thinking this thing was going to come back to life. Me too. I thought it was regenerating. Yeah. But I think I thought worse. it was going to sprout into one of the big bug monsters. And oh. Instead, it's worse. That was so gross, you guys. <laughs> oh, it was kind of sweet. <sighs> No, it's super gross. All the all, the, all, all the, the things all coming the out. It's just so gross. Just hissing cockroaches. It's no big super deal. Super gross. They should all be <laughs> smashy, smashied. Oh, the fact that we found out that this Dursler was actually a victim himself. Oh. <laughs> he was crazy. 
His, his head was filled with bugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last thing I want to say about this scene in particular, though, is um, you know after Fred says that she's leaving, whatever, I, we we take a moment and we see Gunn and Wesley both going, "Oh, she's she'll be happier. It's it's good. It's like they're trying to convince themselves at mm-hmm. the same time as reassuring her." You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And then we get this uh, this moment with Angel and Fred up in the hotel room, and uh, all the feels that go along with that. I that mean, was so funny. Her inviting Fred's him in whole again. Story. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I love her once upon a time story about. Oh, she so know. needs therapy, you guys. I think this all is very therapeutic for her. I mean. That's, you know, when we're repainting at the end of the episode, I think she's on her way back to, mm. well, and it's cool because she actually says that she built another cave. Like, that's what something we were talking about at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah. And she recognizes that, so that's, uh, that's good. <laughs> I So, spoiler. Yeah. There's character development in this show. What? What? Really? <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> but it's it's so Fred is such an interesting character because um and I'm gonna respond to something that Robin said. He's like, you know, Fred's on her way back. But she's not really on her way back because she can never go back. She's on her yeah. way to the next step. Yeah. She's on her way to being empowered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and she's such an interesting character because we get to see her starting out so weak Mm. and so broken. And when you watch her transform, it's, it's just, you guys are in for a great ride Mm. because, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, they try to develop characters and then the show goes on so long, they got to pull them back. (laughs) Xander. Um, (laughs) Every time you make (laughs) progress with somebody, they, they pull them back and try and, weaken them up and uh and and fred is pretty great in the sense that she starts so broken that there's mm-hmm. only one way to go mm-hmm. uh-huh. oh speaking of what did wesley didn't wesley he was um saying something about parents and it oh, was hilarious. obvious <laughs> yeah that he was talking about his parents i was like when are we getting the wesley flashback now well they all have parent issues you know in that oh, conversation yeah. after the burkles leave you know because well, they're so Wesley. sad because they all miss their mom and dads yeah all well, of angel them. ate his <laughs> <laughs> yeah well not Cordy's disappointed style. her terribly well Cordy's parents like again back to bad parents uh they have had no contact with their daughter at all since at least graduation and maybe even before then mm-hmm because they were hiding out in Mexico um, for a whole summer. Yeah, and then it's hard to contact people when you're in jail. Yeah, there's that. I think, oh, yeah, you I, I, make I think they're most likely, yeah, I don't know. Were Gunn's parents killed? Is that his mythology? I don't think we've ever heard. I think it was just him and his sister on the streets, right? But as a result of vampires killing his parents, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> sure. I think we would have heard about that. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was like a, you know, a thing. But yeah, then then Angel, you know, with his parents, bad, bad, and Wesley mm-hmm. with his dad, mm-hmm, very specific. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you go back to Buffy, Xander's parents are horrible. Uh, Willow's parents completely ignore her. We all remember Moo. 
And then, <laughs> then there's Joyce. Joyce was the worst. Okay, but at least but she was present as opposed to her Buffy's dad. Yeah. yeah. Which is just so horrible. Like, she couldn't even contact him. She couldn't even find him after her mom died. Uh-huh. So horrible. Tara's parents were abusive. Eh, Anya didn't have parents. So, so you know, she did this once. Is the, yeah, but we never <laughs> yeah. saw them. Everyone's got this is this is the issues. first example of really nice parents. Mm. Yeah. And they were really and, neat. And yeah. it was it was nice that there was another older gentleman for Angel to relate to. Bob <laughs> <laughs> Hope. Well, is I don't, it I don't, classic? I don't know if oh, this yeah. is a spoilery thing, but do we see these parents again? Is it? Is that is something? It, I would assume no. You? I would assume never again. Well, okay. It'd be nice to bring them back, like you know. I mean, they once. were enjoyable, and I mean, yeah. if they come back, I'm not going to be upset. No, but they still were uh, kind of creepy. I was still like, okay, yeah. as they were, <laughs> they really did play that really well. Because at the what end, I was like, are they going to show them leaving? And then one of them accidentally cuts himself on something. Green news comes out instead of blood. I was like, uh oh, I knew it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <The visitors>. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we have the goodbye to Fred, and then they take off in the cab. Fred finds out that her room's being rented up. To st- what was that whole joke there? It was just Is someone. someone? Yeah, some dude. Funny. You know, but she make a little extra money, rent an empty room out, have a border. Was <laughs> gone after the fourth year or something. Yeah. <laughs> they gave up. They, yeah, they took. They listen. I know. I know from watching all of my soaps that it takes seven years after someone's disappeared <laughs> before they can be legally declared dead. <laughs> But uh, yeah, she comes. They they end up coming back just in time because uh, the bugs are all uh, beating on uh, Angel and company. And Angel bellows out, "Who's going to help me here?" And Fred comes in and says, "I am. I will, or whatever." That was awesome. Yay. That was really great. Although <laughs> the fact that her parents were right behind her was a little bit less cool. <laughs> I that? thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, Fred tells everybody about what the what she thought the thing, the problem was, mm-hmm. and that she's going to do some more research. And uh, Gunn acknowledges that this axe gadget is tight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Fred says something about how this is a uh, this is this is a. Uh, this this weapon is for anybody who's perhaps armless and needs to defend themselves, <laughs> right? That was, oh my gosh. Okay, this thing <laughs> looked super dangerous right from the beginning. And I'm, yeah. I'm shocked nobody got their own head cut off beforehand. Especially and frankly, if you have this off. in your house, you're going to end up armless. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's discovered, Fred's discovered that this is her true path. She's, she's in fact, actually not normal anymore. And uh, she's just going to... I mean, I suppose you can't just be uh, abducted to Pylea and turn come back unscathed. <laughs> yeah, just okay. I'll go back to my studies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they do end up uh, repainting the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that I- was uh, really interesting. Mm-hmm. 
And they and they bickered too. <laughs> and it's funny because there is uh, – I, I looked at the IMDb about this episode and, you know, it, for movies and stuff, they usually do like, you know, frequently asked questions. And there was only one frequently asked question for this episode. And it's horrible. And it's, <laughs> who is Spiro Agnew? <laughs> oh, are you serious? <laughs> Kim, you saw that too. Nutty. I'm assuming that even though you and I are Canadians, that we know who Spiro Agnew is. I don't know who that is. It's a. I know for sure he's a figure from the uh, from America's political past. I'm going to assume he was a candidate for president. I think is what I remember. He was Nixon's vice president. He's Nixon's vice president. There we go. Have you never seen Futurama? At least then I haven't watched more than a season of Futurama. Oh, there's the body of Spiro Agnew. Yeah. It's awesome. Robot Spiro Agnew. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah, we have a nice close-up of Fred as she's painting over the handsome man and the maiden. Uh, really but, inaccurate But you drawings. forgot to mention how awesome <laughs> Spiro Agnew's a demon. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a Grathnar demon. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I, always I, figure, <laughs> I figure in the Republican Party there are a lot of demons. <laughs> Oh, snap. Because all these are supposed to be evil, right? Yeah, Carl Rose is the devil. We have feedback. Hey, we actually got late feedback for a previous episode. You got that too? Yeah, you want to read that one? Um, Sure, I have it right here. Because you guys wanted to revisit that old gang of mine, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my, my Gmail is super slow. Just call me Claire. And uh, you you go ahead, and then I'll read Heidi's. Just call okay. me clear. Matt. Matt says, hey there, Scar and Bruce. Nutty will be playing, playing the part of Bruce. Um, <laughs> well, no message just means that I didn't get the on-deck call, so I'd best send my feedback here. Yeah. Um, that old gang of mine was actually the first episode of either Buffy or Angels that I saw in its entirety in first run. Oh, the last 10 I'm minutes sorry. of Rob a few weeks earlier and decided it was interesting enough to try and get into the series. This was also at the time that the cable channel FX started stripping Buffy weeknights. Whoa. Ooh, sexy. <laughs> I think that's a typo. Stripping Buffy weeknights? Showing? Showing, Screaming? maybe? Airing? Airing? Okay, well, he says at least uh, f- I want to say five central time. So I started in on Buffy from the beginning, then jumped into Angel midstream. I think I was fully hooked when Angel had his conversation with Gunn at the end of the episode. Hmm. Quote stealing or not, it was when Angel told Gunn that he he could trust him when he had to kill him. And he did. Amazing. (laughs) I never missed another live episode. Now, with the first time out of the way, this may not be the best episode of Angel, but it's still powerful. I give it 7 out of 10. Charlie Charlie Gunn is my heroes. Nice. It clearly defines Gunn's loyalties, and from here on, it's clear that Charles is committed to Team Angel no matter where that might lead. We also get some of the th- seeds of themes that will be replayed there throughout Season 3. And can I, how much I love Lorne and Caritas. I am so looking forward to hearing AK's, uh, K-A's reaction. Axe <laughs> or Kaz. So does that mean you two are a snake? (laughs) Sure. Reaction to the series as it continues to move along. So keep on and I'll keep listening while I wait to see how ridiculously tired I'm going to be by the time you all get to benediction. 
when I will hopefully be able to join you. Cheers, Matt. P.S. Thank you, Matt. Gunn isn't actually my favorite character. That would be the magnificent Mr. Price, but more on him later. Wesley Wyndham Price? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hi, guys. This is from Heidi. Hi, guys. I'm out of town. And I don't have Wi-Fi, so I couldn't rewatch. Oh, how uh, miserable. So although, Robin, <laughs> so although Robin suggested I go buy myself a new DVD of season three, I would only have some very basic feedback this time based on what I remember about this episode. I like this one okay. I think it works better the first time when you actually suspect Fred's parents might be evil. On later viewings, things don't hold up as well. I like Fred's parents. They are just normal country... Uh, uh, she wrote county, but I'm pretty sure she meant country folk. The mm-hmm. Fred before she went crazy in Pylea. Like like Fred before she went crazy in Pylea. I think this is a turning point for Fred, and I think you'll like her even more from here on out, especially Kim. I don't think I like the bugs, but can't really remember. That's all for me. Until next time, Heidi. Heidi, good job Ooh, remembering Heidi. without spoiling. I would be I would be deathly afraid to try and do something like that from memory. <laughs> Heidi is has much better memory than I do uh, when it comes to this episode. Uh, but that's actually good considering she was a producer and Buffy Between the Lines and Angel Between the Lines. So awesome. she shouldn't have a better memory than me. Bruce writes, wow, I forgot how good this episode was. At least it is if you like Fred. Starts with one of the best scenes in all of Angeldom and continues strong to the end. Bruce. Yay, Bruce. I'm going Thank to you. continue pretending Bruce is Scottish. <laughs> do we have any other feedback i thought i saw something come in but my gmail is really ridiculously slow nothing on my end okay cool thanks for your feedback uh, everyone uh more points yeah please go ahead i have a point um the scene where they're kind of reminiscing about fred i thought that was really weird it was like she was dead it was so <laughs> weird because i guess this was in 2001, right? Yes. And we mm-hmm. had the internet and email. Like, you could keep in touch with people. I you mean... know, though, that wasn't for mainstream people. That was just for weirdos who who knew how to use AIM and things like that, and ICQ. ICQ. Um, uh-oh. Uh... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I like... talking about that today. See, yeah. any, raise your hand if you remember See You, See Me. <laughs> there you go. Oh wow! <laughs> so you see me, man. I was I was online in '94. So for for me, it would have been like seven years of being on the internet by 2001. Yeah, I, I was just after you. So I mean, that's the thing. For me, at that time, I was the only person really on my family really doing anything online. Huh. Um, I, I had online friends all over the world at that point. Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> That's that's the year my husband and I met in person for the first time. Woo-hoo. But we had known each other for five years prior. Wow. Uh, oh. What so, what Usenet wow. group did you guys first meet in? It wasn't Usenet. It oh, was what? WBS. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, old, Usenet old was the best. Yes. So can um, I, can go I ahead. interject just for a second? Yeah. I have to out Heidi uh, right on this show. Um, I don't think that's the kind of podcast we are, man. No. This is this needs to be said. Heidi uh, said in her email, and it's true. I messaged her. I was like, "You don't, you can't watch it. Why don't you just go buy this the season three? What, what's the problem with just go buy that?" Yeah, there's and, a Walmart, surely. Yeah, she said. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, she did say Angel season three wasn't in Walmart, and then I told her to burn it down, and she wasn't willing to listen to me. 
<laughs> but she did say that she just bought season three of uh, Orphan Black in this Orphan Black group on dance party. Um, I'm just wondering what what the heck, Heidi? Put wow, a little extra effort Heidi. for Orphan Black, huh? Not for us. Wow, I can't believe that. That's terrible. <sighs> hey, 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 Robin, have you created? audio dramas for your favorite show yet <laughs> no okay then you don't get to talk every podcast i do is an audio drama tell me about <laughs> it tell me about it <laughs> heidi i got you back <laughs> anyway the point is uh back then most people were not like they might have email and that's about it but all they were sending is hey if you send this email around m&ms is going to give you free m&ms you guys remember that one? Yes. Okay. That was so stupid. And you were still getting the stupid AOL discs in the mail at that point. So, <laughs> yeah. The dark days of the internet. <laughs> so many free coasters. <laughs> yeah, we threw them around the old Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, they had them all on the counter. Yeah. Uh, you, you hang them on the tree to make ornaments. Yeah. Throw them at people because you're mad at them. Oh, lots of fun! Idiots hanging them from their uh, from 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 the rearview mirrors in their cars. Oh yeah, people what was across that? From them. <laughs> I don't think. I think the first time my computer ever scared me was the was when I had the speakers turned up too loud and then somebody signed off uh, Instant Messenger AOL and it was that huge slamming door. Mm-hmm. Just nice. drop threw me out of my seat <laughs> several times. It's happened to me. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, so they, it really was as if she was dead, as yep. if they couldn't just stay in touch. And I thought that was really, really weird. Is it ever actually uh, explicitly told to us where they live? Uh, what are you talking about? Who? Pardon? Oh, the, the uh, oh, Fred's parents. Texas. 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 They're from Texas. Okay. Any more specific? Because Texas is fucking huge. <laughs> is it not no. Dallas? I don't, I don't pick up on anything. Right. Down. Oh, Texas is modern. I don't know, man. Well, according to people from Los Angeles and New York, uh, anything else is yeah, yeah. It's true. And then people no. from Portland are laughing at everyone. <laughs> and not Portland, Maine. Sorry, New England. You have the somewhere called Portland entirely by accident. Oh, another point I had here was the fact that, I mean, we kind of glossed over the beginning, but when Angel comes back from meeting up with Buffy, that was kind of like a big thing. And, and it was funny how both series were just like, no, nope, we're not talking about yeah, it. That was so, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, we're done. And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Okay, not even a cursory anything. Nope, nope, nope. So, um, apparently, yes, it's Dallas she's from. Okay. Dallas, oh. where are they? Oh. Uh, but she's leaving whatever. LA. Oh, there SOD. Was JFK. SOD, 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 SOD. SOD. She's a physicist. Of course she has email. <laughs> but does Angel. Yeah. They still have a fax machine, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, fax machines. Mm-hmm. I had somebody tell me, uh, can you stop emailing bills and can you start faxing them? Who? <laughs> yeah, One of my I've clients. Heard that before. Like, what? <laughs> you want me to do what? <laughs> wow. Not cool. Hey, um, any other points before we rate? I think that's uh, all I have. 
I like that there was a suggestion that Fred was involved in porn. Oh, yes. <laughs> you making movies? <laughs> not, not those kinds of movies. Not. No, she's not making movies. No, no. Yeah, that's really interesting. I love how flustered Angel gets about yeah, it, though. That's very, <laughs> fall, that's very oh. Fallen Angel. <laughs> Music video by Poison of them. Yeah. But I guess that's, I mean, that's a legitimate fear you're your child is in Los Angeles. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, there's Aerosmith videos about it. You, oh, you got to be careful. You got to be really careful. <laughs> you're going to get, uh, you, you're going to forget your career in, 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 in theoretical physics and go do porn <laughs> for 500 yeah. bucks a shoot. Sure. It'll pay the rent, but, you know, mm. your mind. Um. So they talk about. She needs uh, to publish is what I'm saying. Like, and you Yes, can't... she does. She needs to publish. <laughs> And you're not going to be able to do much if you don't publish, is what I'm saying. <laughs> they talk about Angel and Buffy's meeting, and it's not yeah. actually talked about in either of the shows. But apparently there's a comic written by Jane Espenson called Reunion that talks yes. about oh, that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I haven't yeah. read that one. Now i got to look it up. Yeah, yeah you've got to let I, us know if it's spoilery, Robin. No, I, did, I talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently it's like uh, – it's a comic that features uh, Xander, Willow, and – I'm not maybe like talking about how hmm. Buffy has gone to meet Angel and what they could be doing and all and they all have a different scenario of what's going on. So it doesn't exactly say what happened. Oh, is it like the Shepherd Tales? Okay. So like it tells you but it doesn't actually tell you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I haven't read it myself, that's just what I've read about it. Mm. That's why I d- that's why I don't like the comics. <laughs> I've been wanting to get back into them. Just don't have enough time to read. What's reading? <laughs> you know, they you know when they say television will rot your brain, it does. <laughs> Just a little bit. Speak for yourself. I'm still reading my comics and reading my books. <laughs> Good. I wish. Good for it's you. So, <laughs> it took me one day to read the uh, preface to. Uh, a game, a game of Thrones. Oh well. <laughs> okay. yeah. Don't read that. Get the audio books. Uh, yeah, read it's it. Really hard. No, read it. Audio audiobooks. No, no, Reading no. requires time. I do not have audio books. Right. Can be read to me. But Roy Detrice is not very good. He's better than the other idiot that I accidentally downloaded. I mean, acquired legally. Oh yeah. He's actually fantastic compared to other audiobook readers that, that I've encountered. So oh. uh, uh, yeah, my say... only I didn't like his Tyrion. That's the only it's from Lucky it's from Lucky Charms. Well, everyone's <laughs> either a pirate or a leprechaun or a pirate leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't read those books and run at the same time. So you know. It's all yeah. good. Get the audiobook stuff. Okay. Just send yeah, an email to remind That's how I got through it. I'll help I you would pay good money okay. for those books done as a full cast read. Like oh. if they just cast a bunch of voice actors for all the different parts. Oh, the way they did Lock and Key. Sure. I have, I have to get to that. Still, you need to get to that. Lock and Key was done as an audio drama rather than just just a traditional audiobook, and it's absolutely fantastic. Nice. I just did Civil War. There's a company called Graphic Audio put that out. And it was amazing. Um, 
yeah, I've been I've had the Lock and Key books di- digitally, uh, mm-hmm. the comics digitally, mm-hmm. and I've been like, I just want to read them first, and then I'll mm-hmm. do because I want it. I want you know see the pictures. <laughs> like I've read Civil yeah. War before. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I felt it was really descriptive and stuff. I, I I had to stop because it started creeping me out a little too much. I think it has to do with I basically I started that series way back in the media junkyard yeah, days yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then never finished it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, let's go back to the beginning and read it again. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm ready to rate this episode. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, I I really like this episode. I thought that uh, I thought the Fred stuff was cool. I liked that I wasn't sure who her parents were. And then it turned out that they were just really nice parents. I loved the funny bits. I loved the, um, the, the, the Lorne bits were really great. Really, really, really great. Um, and so I'm going to give this episode an eight out of 10 Terry cloth robes. <laughs> Is that a Sean Connery? Blue Terry. Cloth? <laughs> Kim. Uh, well, I enjoyed this episode, I think, on a curve because of how horrible last week's was. Hmm. And I was just happy that we weren't dealing with a bunch of ridiculous stereotypes. And oh. uh, anyways, we'll get into that again. Last, but... last week's quote unquote was uh, Carpe Noctum, where Angel switches places with the old guy. Oh, OK. Sorry. Two weeks ago. Yeah. But she's still reeling. I'm from still that. reeling from it. <laughs> My bad. Cool. Sorry. But, um, I, yeah, (sighs) um, I like this episode. I felt like, okay, it was, uh, a bit, you know, episode of the weekish. Um, interesting. Yeah. I know that we were learning more about Fred and all that stuff, but, uh, uh, I, I think I wanted to like it more because I think I liked the beginning a lot when they were mocking Angel. Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I didn't, I, as it went on, I felt it dragging a bit, but um, I had to rewatch the last little bit again because I completely got distracted. I wasn't engaged as much as I, anyways, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm going to give this episode seven out of 10 oversized gigantic ice cream cones that was huge <laughs> she's like 80 pounds soaking wet and this ice cream cone must have weighed 20 pounds i don't know how she held it up <laughs> it's <was> just comical <laughs> fred is totally teeny tiny what's with her littering in her room that was gross <laughs> she was oh, running weird. away yeah i have she no time have to time. find a garbage can Bullshit. Yeah, she left to go find the spray to try to wipe her walls down, but she didn't have time to throw the, the garbage. Right? She left it right in the middle, and her room actually looked cleaner I know. when they went in <laughs> than it had before. It was really weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, about her being thin, by the way, I was watching this again today, and my husband walks in and he goes, "Wow, oh, she's tiny." Yeah. Like whiskey is really tiny. What's going on? <laughs> whiskey. Her character in Dollhouse. Uh, what's a dollhouse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's a dollhouse? Oh, speaking of, because I think Amy Acker is just adorable. I think she's hilarious. Yep. I think she's just funny. Uh, so I watched Dear Santa 
<laughs> the Christmas movie starring her. That. Oh, my gosh. I know a lot of people love Christmas movies. Stephanie Zimmer, uh, who does the TV uh, Rewind podcast, she loves this movie. I'm just not a Christmas movie. And we we went for uh, my mother's birthday. We took her to the the theater and we saw White Christmas, and that was such a pleasurable experience. I was going to try to watch more Christmas movies. Hmm. And Amy Acker is adorable in it. But it's so it's so you know traditional. Yeah. By meaning it just it, you know it just covers the same. Like, okay, she's a character who she's like a trust fund baby, or you know her parents pay her bills. She lives in New York. She shops as a hobby, as that was like her job is to shop. Well, um, she turns thirty, and so her parents cut her off, and so she has to find a husband. <laughs> Yeah, like, (laughs) like I don't know, like it could be written at any time. I was gonna say that's so (laughs) Christmassy. Yeah, and so this girl whose mother has died—I don't know why this girl is alone in New York City—but she mails this letter, and the wind blows it into Amy Acker's hands, and so she goes and finds this man. So it's just. It's she's cute. <laughs> I'm just not the audience for it. In summary, Steph likes Amy Acker a lot. Yeah. Go, go watch was, Much Ado About Nothing instead. Much better yes, Amy Acker movie. Yes, yes. I was just looking at her Wikipedia page, which Illyrio Kim do not look at it. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Spoilers. Um, she's actually born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Herself. Yeah, that's like her her, her natural accent. accent. Yeah, yeah. Or going back to it rather. That's yeah. Cool. Hmm. Anyway, Nettie, what is your score? All right. Um, it's not like the best episode, but it real there's really nothing wrong with it either. Like it's it's a bit lackluster, but there's nothing wrong with it. I couldn't remember what exactly was going on in this episode, but I figured it was a Fred episode, so it was gonna be good. That's why I picked it. Well that <laughs> and my top picks were already taken. Uh, <laughs> wow, that was fast. Um uh so I am going to give it uh, vacillating between a 7.5 and an 8. Uh, oh, shoot. What was so my it's reading 10. System? <laughs> I, I totally blanked on my reading system. I had a good one, too. It was really funny. Damn it. Uh, anyway. Uh, Terry so, cloth robes. No, you already <laughs> took it. <laughs> Somebody already took that. Posters. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Silence. Oh, uh, uh, it's a toaster joke. Say comical silence. role players. Toaster. There we go. Uh, eight out of ten players. comical role players. Eight out of ten. Okay. And Steph? I don't. I like this episode. I, I like it a lot. I give it. It's eight out of ten. Oh my God, Cordy, that is a super short skirt. Cover right? <laughs> oh, but the fishnets are awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she looks really uh, good in this episode. And for me, I think uh, this episode is great on character development and spending some time with our characters with nothing mm-hmm. in particular actually going on. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I know you guys were impressed with the bug creatures. I just wasn't. I thought they were hmm. really like it felt like they were. You know, Angel was fighting with, you know, things being thrown in his face, that kind of thing. It looks. It, 
Listen, if it was if it was the '80s and this was Doctor Who, those would be awesome. <laughs> this is 2001. I just I don't know. The, hmm. I've seen, I've seen a lot better on Angel. Huh. So I'm giving it hmm, I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Industry contacts. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and so this episode gets a seven point eight. Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. Not bad for what did that uh, website call this episode? Yeah, the um, the dreaded uh, the dregs of the show or something. Really? Yeah, it's the season's low point. It mines the dreaded parental visit plotline. Oh, the dreaded parental visit plotline. Yeah. Well, hey, mm-hmm. that's what we thought. And you could always let us know what you think by sending us an email at redemptioncast at gmail Follow us on the Twitter at RedemptionCast. You can go to redemptioncast.blogspot.com. That's our website. You can manually download the shows there. If you want to subscribe, you can do so by going to any podcast software ever and go to the search function. If your podcast software doesn't offer search, change podcast software and just search for RedemptionCast. (laughs) You'll find us and maybe something religious. Who knows? And uh, you can join the Facebook group, our spoiler-free Facebook group. It's called Potential Cast Facebook group. Uh, don't be confused. We just not we're not changing the name. It's Facebook.com/groups/PotentialCast. Right. Keep it spoiler-free, please. Yeah. Uh, hey, is it quote time? Yeah. All right, guest, go. Okay. Oh, it's it. I hmm. Which of the two big ones I, do I want to take? Ah, That's what mm. she said. <laughs> Yikes. Speaking of, right. Uh, no, sorry. I'm just reading it off the thing. That one's not important. Uh, Fred can barely tie her shoes without Mr. Oh, you're my big fat hero around. You think I'm fat? <laughs> Again, Angel being vain or insecure is one of my favorite little surprises oh, on this show. I'm so Always funny. Like yeah. <laughs> Kim? Um, since my coat was just stolen, I will have to go with someone. I don't know what he says before it, but Wesley's like, kiss me, bite me. How about you both bite me? <laughs> I'm going to go with a little something a little bit before then. Oh, I love you so much, I almost forgot to brood. <laughs> that was my next one. I love my that one so much. <laughs> oh, was there another massacre? Oh, no, no, just one. But it turns out massacres are a lot like sitting through Godfather. <laughs> right, Steph, that's going to sound great when you do it in a little bit. Robin. <laughs> uh, my quote is, what are you supposed to be, some kind of cosmonaut? No, we're exterminators. Someone saw a cockroach up on 12. That's got to be some cockroach. Bite your head off, man. <laughs> Steph, <laughs> try again. Oh, no. Was there another massacre? <laughs> oh, no. Am I silenting? Yes. yes. Yeah, you're silenting again. Okay, try again. How's this? Am I better? A little bit. Oh, you know. Hmm. Okay. Well, we all know what to avoid. And any honorable mentions? Oh, yeah. I've got a couple. Some real ones. All right. I want to go with one honorable mention. (laughs) But 
My gypsy curse sometimes prevents me from seeing the truth. Oh, Buffy. Uh, mine is, uh, well, frankly, Angel, I don't care if you drink pig's blood, cow's blood, or those froofy little imported beers. You saved my little girl. <laughs> Steph, you want to try again? Just the moment has passed. No, it hasn't. You're good. Do it. Just do it now. Do it now. I can't. Do it now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Was there another massacre? Oh, no, no. Just the one. But it turns out massacres are a lot like sitting through Godfather 3. Once is enough. Yeah. I'm actually on the camp of having rewatched Godfather 3 and appreciating it a lot more. Yeah, we'll yeah. watch it soon. It's a Greek tragedy. Yeah, they did that joke, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is uh, – well, that's an easy joke. I just uh, – my other my other uh, alternate is, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Bickerson, a little focus, please. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, well, isn't this a lovely surprise? He's surprised. I didn't think he owned Terry Cloth. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. Yeah, go. Sorry, just um, skipping the other part to the end of that is – Gun. Maybe I should wait outside. You know, I'm not entirely uncomfortable with that suggestion. Lauren should forgive. We're sorry to barge in on your arsenal here, but (laughs) that's great. Alrighty. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. Uh, Nutty, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Would you like to promote some things? Sure. Uh, you can find my podcast, which is the Nutty Bites podcast, where we debate geeky topics and um, highlight things that are awesome at nimlass.org. Uh, the most recent episode is the best and the worst of holiday movies. And before that, we did an episode about banned books. Lots and lots of fun. You can also find uh, other links to my other podcasts, including... Uh, Beyond the Wall, a Game of Thrones podcast, and a bunch of other stuff, including uh, podcasts that I guest on, which are almost always awesome. Yes, almost indeed. Always. Almost. Always. Almost. What was that website again? Nimlas.org. N-I-M-L-A-S. Awesome. N-I-M-L-A-S. I will subscribe. Uh, <laughs> hey, Robin, what's on the slate for next time? The episode title is very simple. It is Billy. Who you guys think? Is. Oh, I think he's the tetraplegic from Press Gang. He makes an awesome appearance. <laughs> You're so right! Yay! Billy! Yay. He makes ASCII pronounce for everyone. <laughs> oh, William Shatner. Yes. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> no one else. Shatner Billy, through the ages. B- B- Billy is the, is, is the guy that Angel was forced to uh, to break out of that hell prison. You think so? I think so. Okay. Anybody I think else? it's a Wesley childhood flashback. Mm-hmm. I have oh, no. no idea. I know who Billy is. Who? William. It's Spike. It's Spike. Spike's going to be a guest. <laughs> oh. That's what oh. I think. Yeah. Wesley. All right. William. I see no one else is guessing. I guess it was Somebody... just you and me, Kim. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Well, we Alrighty. haven't seen it. That's true. Gabby, write in with what you think. <laughs> or what you thought. Mm-hmm. And that too. I actually, Gabby is still on my score sheet, and I'm just putting it a little X every time I don't get a score from Gabby. But if she ever writes in with a score, I will be happy to put it in there. 
Awesome. Yeah. I miss Gabby. Awesome. I'm happy that uh, that Gabby can always score with you, Robin. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, funny thing is, we if if we scored together, it would just be average, averaged. <laughs> well, on that bombshell, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Night, y'all. Namaste. Bye bye. I'm gonna stop the broadcast now. <laughs> uh, yay! Stopping the recording.
do you guys? I don't know. This is a blanket statement out there. Political tangent for a second. Yep, go. Do people think Trump is really like serious? Like they're the people are backing him. Like yes, he's the what not he's our future president. Okay, if you look at the media, you you would Republicans love him. They do not. I would think I, that all Republicans are off their rocker because they're like, yeah, he's he's, he's getting a lot it. of attention. He's getting a lot of free advertise a lot of free yeah. press. Because uh, he says the most ridiculous things, and he, it's an yeah, easy he's not as—he's not as popular as he appears. Okay. The problem with that That's statement so is so. that he is ahead in all the polls. Yeah. Yes, that's a. So he but is I believe that, that there are a, there are a lot of undecided voters. Well, yeah. well, I mean, we're not, even, we're not even at the Iowa caucus yet. I think it's too I've, early I've, to declare no. anything. A lot of people say. Uh, but at least he says what he thinks. Well, who? Okay, yeah. Like, you could say what you think, and it's really horrible. Hitler, but Hitler said yeah. what he thought too, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, Hitler I mean, was I, really good about that. I've I've stumbled into many a conversation. I I work. I do trivia nights at a bar. I do karaoke. <laughs> and, you know, I walked into many a conversation where it's just like, oh, they were just like people like like so impressed by that. Like he does. You know, Obama doesn't have any balls. Trump has all the balls. <laughs> Yeah, when when he said uh, he's going to build a wall, that got a lot of people's attention because they want the border secure. Mm -hmm. Yes, because the problem with America is immigrants. Sure, (laughs) sure it is. I I thought it was mainly to keep out the kaiju. Oh my! (laughs) You know what? I don't. Which Jew? What? I'm not familiar. I, 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 when I think of giant walls, I think about the giant wall they're yeah. building in Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was the best part of that movie is that we didn't get any of that stuff. We just got, this is reality. This is what we have to worry about now. But yeah, Donald Trump is uh, is an idiot. And it's, it's wonderful to consider how idiotic he is. The problem is, uh, uh. you know, it, people love cheering idiots. Mm-hmm. People love that, and yeah, idi- yeah. idiocracy is the uh-huh. most for, for, foresightful uh, movie ever <laughs> because People, it's so likely. The idea of Trump is why America has an electoral college because the founding fathers did not trust the voters, and they put that in place <laughs> in hopes that if the American public voted wrong, the electoral college will save them. By not voting that way. <laughs> yeah. so it is possible I'm going to bite my college. tongue. Electoral college is fascist. It, it, it is, but I'm explaining why it's there. And this is the example as to why. But, but why uh, prevent a downfall? I'm just saying, wouldn't it be better if it just all, you know, caught fire? Uh, and you could at least start over. And let nature take its course. Yeah, just let nature take its course. You could at least start over yeah. then. And you know. rewrite your constitution. Yeah, which is, you know, a thing that people do. I expect my Canadian friends to save me. Hey, don't worry, man. <laughs> I, 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 I could sleep about I eight back. extra people here, I... man. <laughs> don't you worry. You, you, you already know where I live. Canada is known for taking yep. in refugees. Yeah, we, yes. and well, our, our, our sexy prime minister might greet you at the border if you're lucky. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just sit in there. Don't <laughs> just in there. I want to come in. That's true, though. JT. JT. Yeah, we have a very different JT. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but he'll still have you naked at the end of this song. <laughs> <laughs>
trying to go. Yeah. 